Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. We have been teaching on holiness. How many of you now are trying to live a whole? Listen to me, good. I don't want you guys to just come here and, and just hear a message and then leave. That's not beneficial to me. That's not helping me at all. I told you all a long time ago, follow me as I follow Christ. I am being blessed right now, and I want the blessings. Don't start thinking that God just got faith on you. Well, yeah, that's true, but there's also a walk that goes along with it. And I'm telling you now, if you walk up right before him, he will withhold no good thing from you. But to walk up right before him, there's some things that has to be agreed upon. One agreement is that he is holy. He's a holy God. So there are certain things that you cannot do. There's certain things that you refuse to do. There's some things that you can't even get away with. There are some people who play with the anointing of God. They want to live this way, and they want to walk this way. They, co- they, go- they coincide. They go together. You can't live one way on Sunday and live an opposite way during the week. That is not, that, that's unequally yoked with yourself. If you're going to really want what God wants, and if you're going to be like him, what I'm, trying to, what I'm going to try to teach you today is that this thing about holiness, it ought to open up your eyes. It, it goes into every aspect of your life, whether you're going to college, whether you're going to elementary school, whether you're going to, to, to your jobs, it's whether you're going to your office, your business. Holiness is, is you. And you got to get this in you because the blessings of God really wants to overshadow you and wants to overtake you. God wants to show himself strong. Matter of fact, to tell you the truth, your life is hid in Christ. You are not your own. So when you come in here, you're just coming here to learn something that you're going to practice and put into play when you get out there in the world. Amen? We're getting ready to move into some great things, and I just praise God that you're all excited and you're ready for it. We're coming up on our for teaching on this, and we're talking about perfecting holiness in the fear of God, and, and because when you really learn about God's holiness, you respect it. Amen? You respect it. How many of you all, uh, how do you feel when you get on a, on a, on a new outfit? And I can see some of y'all faces now. You're just laughing, just thinking about it. You don't even have a new outfit on. I don't guess. I don't know. Maybe you do. But just thinking about it, it brings a smile to your face. Okay? That's what you ought to feel when you really walk in holiness. There's nobody who can turn you down. There's nobody who can come against you. There's nobody who can stop you because something about that holiness, it makes you become a part or one with God. Amen? So today I want to show you that everything that you have, I mean, God, God, <laughs> this holiness is something else. Uh, how many of you all feel different? You, 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 you're out there in the world, you want your job, but you, you know you're different. You, you don't feel like you can get away with what everybody else get away with. Uh-huh. Even if you try, the Holy Ghost will convict you in a way that you, you, you know you can't keep doing it. Amen. Well, that, that, that's witnessing to me that, that this word is working in your life. I know it's working in mine, but I want to know if it's working in yours. How many of you in here own businesses? Have your own business? Mm-hmm. If you grasp a hold of this holiness and walking with God, people will come to you and seek you out. You won't have to advertise. You become that billboard that has the answers that they're seeking. 
They won't know why they're coming to you. They won't know why they like you so much. They just will. They will do whatever they can to see to it that you get the blessing. Now, you might define it as favor, but the price tag is holiness. Uh, you can be the instrument that God uses to bring sources and finance into the kingdom. You are being positioned into a point in a season for a time such as this. If you don't do your part, God will raise up somebody else who will. I don't know if you know or not, but that was prophetic. Maybe I should have said, thus said the Lord. Maybe you would have caught it if I had to say it, thus said the Lord. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, boy. <laughs> My hallelujah belongs to you. All right, let's get into this. Let's get to some instructions about this, because some of this is probably just going over your head, and I hope that it'll get into it. So let me go back a little bit. The instruction that God gave us from Leviticus 19 and 2. Give these following instructions to the entire community of Israel, of the church. Give it to the entire community. If it went for Israel, he's the same God that's going for us. You must be holy because I, the Lord your God, am holy. God said that we're going to walk together in this thing. And we got to be together. And we got to be holy. Amen? Miss King, stand up for a minute. Just stand up for a minute. Just walk with me, baby. Just walk with me. Just walk with me. You know, that feels so nice. We're in one together. You know, we are one together. I feel so special. You know what I'm saying? Me too. You too. You too. This is a demonstration of holiness. Being able to walk together in arm length. I can just reach out and just hug her. You know what I'm saying? That ought to be what you're sensing and what you want with God. So close that, that we are right. You understand? Thank you, baby. Appreciate it. I might use you again before it's over with, all right? God said, you got to be holy because I'm holy. Now, what you don't understand is that holiness cannot touch anything that is unholy. Remember the illustration I gave you when the young man touched the ark, when he was bringing the ark back, and he touched the ark, and he died on the spot. You can't walk with God. Living in any kind of way. You cannot fake it in church and fake it with God. You're going to have to be real with him. There's some of you all just don't realize it, but I sense that you still got your mind made up. And I talked to the youth this morning. They said, well, we're walking on the edge. We're not on the right. We're not on the left. We're on the edge. And I feel that there's some of the young adults or some of the adults that's doing the same thing. Holiness won't let you do that. It won't. You touch it and you're destroyed. He told Moses, Moses, you've led my people all the way out. You're doing this, you're doing that, but take your shoes off your feet. This is holy ground. Anything God claims to be his becomes holy. You guys don't realize it, but you're holy. When you go after unholy things, you put that in danger. You put it in danger. You know a person not living right and you want them to be your mate. You are putting that person in harm's way. Oh, you don't see that, do you? Because you're not understanding it. That's why he said, don't be unequally yoked. Don't do this. Don't hurt them. Don't do them like this. When people come against you, 
They, uh, in, in Acts, it was the men who were coming against the, the men of God. He said, hold on, hold on. I, I think Amelia came up with the advice, said, look, let's leave these men alone because we could find ourselves fighting against God. Yeah. If their work is, not, is nothing, it's going to come to naught. But if it is, and it's God, you're going to find yourself fighting against God. Don't be messing with me. Don't be messing with you. Don't try to stop you from prospering. Don't try to stop you from moving forward. It comes with the territory. You ought to be living better this year than where you was last year. You ought to see some blessings coming your way. And the more you define your walk with God and the more holy you become, then things will overtake you. The blessings are designed to overtake you. You cannot separate the blessings from holiness. But if you, what, what, what they usually call, I don't know what the name for it today is, flodging. If you flodging, if you, just, just go back to being what, it, what the Bible calls it. If you're a hypocrite, if you practice hypocrisy, there's no way the blessings can, can land upon you. Matter of fact, they turn to a curse. So stop playing with God. You can't play with God when you're dealing with holiness. You cannot do that, Okay. Well, much is given, much is required. Now I'm beginning to teach you to go deeper on holiness. I expect for you now to raise up your standard, to walk in alignment with what God's calling you to, because God wants all of us to be blessed. You know what? You know how bad you make God look when you don't have nothing in your pocket, when you broke? You don't even realize that, do you? God does not want you to live from paycheck to paycheck. He does not want you to depend on the government. Why would he tell you to depend on the government when he is your source? If God is holy and got it all, won't you supposed to be holy and start getting something? Uh-huh. God said, you got to be holy because I'm holy. You represent me. The people look at you and they get an idea of what I'm like. If you broke, busted, and disgusted all the time, what are they going to say about your God? So I need to build up your expectations for walking in holiness, so you can see and, and, and you can understand what God is saying and why it's so important. Amen? So again, what is holiness? Let me give you a good definition for it, the same one I gave you. Holiness is the highest sense in the very highest sense belongs to God. You belong to God. It has this, the suggestion of being separate and distinct. How many of you are separate and distinct? Amen. You're separate and you're distinct. You accept that fact. I cannot be like you. Okay, I cannot be like the world. It seems to have a basic expression of separation, either from an object or a person, from being common. It sets a distance or a separation that says, I'm no longer common. A couple of weeks ago, I gave you all uh, the scripture where it says that in every house, in some houses, there are dishes made of gold and silver. Some are made of clay, and somebody says ceramic. You know, well, what do you want to be made of? Ceramic? Gold. Then you got to strive for perfection. There's some stuff you're going to have to get out of your life because you've been set up for, and everybody can't use you. Mm-hmm. Everybody, can't, everybody can't sample you. Mm-hmm. Am I too heavy for you? Mm-hmm. No, because you've been sanctified. You've been set apart. This type that you this this type of dish you put up in, what do they call that thing that they they, they put in? The curate, the, the china cabinet, the china cabinet, the chiffero, whatever you want to call it. 
It's just set up somewhere high. It's on the pedestal. Whatever you want to call it, whatever your terminology is, you've been placed there. You can look, but don't touch. Does that make it clear? Jermaine, you all right now? You start frowning now? Okay. You can look. He don't know what a shiffer roll is. Anyway. You can look, but baby, don't touch. That's what God's saying about you. You've been placed here. Now you got to live there. You got to act like it. You got to walk like it. You have to feel it. You know, just like I told you, you can go into worship and touch God. When people come into your presence, a smile comes on their face. Because there's something different about you. You're no longer common. They, they don't want to cuss around you. How, how many of y'all people can still cuss around and they don't, they don't apologize? You got to work on it. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's something about you that people just don't want to curse around you. They don't want to talk crazy around you no more. And when they find out who you really are, it makes all the difference. When they find out you're a minister, you're a man, a woman of God, oh, now they know. They knew it was something different all along. But when they heard, it all came together for them. Now I know. Now I know. Mm-hmm. Now I know. I knew it was something different about you. I couldn't touch it, but I knew it was something different about you. That's when you begin to come more like him and less of yourself. And that's what holiness does. It sets you aside so that you can no longer be common. These blessings are going to overtake you, they're going to overshadow you, and they're going to be yours. Amen? Now, not just for business owners, it's for people who are, out, who, are, who are under this message, who are hearing this. So your job, that your boss ought to hang on to you because your blessings may be tied up in you. His blessings may be tied up in you. Amen? I know it might be too deep. Okay. So you can no longer be common. You can no longer be common. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 from the King James Version. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You hear what God's saying? So not only you're not common anymore, but you've been a chosen generation. I believe, and according to me, I might be dead and gone from 20 years from now, but I don't believe we got that long. I believe this is a chosen generation to the point that I believe this generation may usher in the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So when I say a chosen generation, it's a lot more to it than what you're hearing. With everything that's going on, all the wars and the rumors of wars and things that are happening out there and all these countries that are lining up for the end-time battle, there's a generation that's going to come up that's going to usher in the second coming of Jesus Christ. They'll be snatched out, go to heaven for seven years, and usher in the second coming. I believe this is a generation. So if you are, how much holy should you be living? If there's an inkling of the doubt, or if there's a shadow of a chance, how should you be living knowing that you might usher in the King of kings, the Lord of all lords? But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. God says something ought to be different about you. That you should show forth the praise of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. How many of you are really thankful that God called you out of the darkness? <laughs> you remember how you used <laughs> You know you. You know how you were living. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank, thank you, Lord. I mean, my goodness. When you think about some of the stuff that you were doing, if he had came back, you'd have some explaining to do. So he called you out of darkness, stuff that you couldn't even see. Some of y'all didn't know somebody was making a fool out of you until God called you out of darkness. I'll leave that one alone. All right. And his light is so marvelous that even though it's blinding, it's making you ashamed. I couldn't have been that big of a fool. Yes, you were. All right. All right. Which in time past were not a people. You were not like this before. You know, you, you got a little blessing going on now. You are, you are right now. But you weren't like this before. You, you were toe up from the flow up. But now you are the people of God. Who does not obtain mercy, but now we obtain mercy. I got some mercy now. Yep, 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 yep. I am not going to get what I deserve. <laughs> you don't hear that, do you? That's what mercy is. You, you, you're not going to, God said, you're not going to get what you deserve. You deserve to go to hell for eternity. But God said, I'm not going to give you that. I'm not going to do you like that. Because what I did, I took you and brought you to myself, and now you belong to me, and guess what? I belong to you. You are holy. You're set apart. So, Pastor, why is holiness so important? Let me tell you. Holiness is so important. According to 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. I'm reading this from the Amplified Version. In this union... Walking together, being one, holiness bring you one with God. In this union and fellowship with him, love is completed and perfected with us. Did you see how the illustration was me and Miss King walking together? Completion. Well, we were happy, but why was y'all smiling? <laughs> we made you smile. You just love to see something complete. You love to see something happy. That's what this union, that's what holiness does. It brings a smile. The people don't even know you. They just look at you and they just, they just smile. They just know you connected. That's what this union does. This union, this fellowship with him. It makes love complete and perfected. Were we perfect? Heck no, we're not perfect. But boy, at that moment in time, suspended, you thought me and Miss King had it all going on. That's what it's like. God said now he wants you to feel and sense that you and him are okay. Yeah. We ain't fighting no more, God. God, I'm not calling what I'm doing right wrong. I'm not calling what, you, what I'm doing wrong right. God, I'm in agreement with you. When I mess up, it's wrong. Help me get it right. All right. Love is complete and perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. How many of y'all want confidence in the day of judgment? You don't want God to be standing beside you and, and start talking to you about something going on in your life. Holiness puts you so close to God, there ain't no question about it. In that day of judgment, God won't bring that up. Why? Because you're walking with him. Yeah. I, I don't know if you're getting it or not, but anyway. When I was walking with Miss King, I wouldn't ask Miss King nothing about her past. I was just enjoying her company. I was so hooked up into it. Stand up again, baby. I'm so hooked up into her presence that the past don't even matter. I can't look at her past because I'm looking at her. I'm looking at 
what she possesses, what she has, what's in her, what, how, how, the feeling that I have right now. I can't focus on what's behind her. It don't even matter. Why? Because I got her. In the day of judgment, I'm so close to him, he ain't worried about what's behind me. He ain't worried about what's been going on because he got me. You understand? Quit squeezing my hand so tight, girl. Sit down. (laughs) 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 So in that day of judgment, because I've been walking in holiness with him, I have an assurance, a boldness to face him. I can look at him face to face and say, you know what? We all right, God. Because as he is, (laughs) as he is, as he is, how is he now? Uh Uh-huh. Not only is he holy, not only is he righteous, not only is he seated right beside the Father, not only that, but, but the fact that he is Lord. The fact is that he's high priest. He can enter into the holiest of holies. As he is, he can call those things that be not as though they were. He can speak it and it will come to pass as he is. So are we in this world. This world right here that you're living in right now, this is the way you should be. You should be that way. You ought to have some lordship over something. You ought to have some ability to call some things that be not as though they were. You ought to be blessed. You're already seated with him. You are the high priest. People pray. That's why you don't understand what he's saying. As he is, so he's high priest right now. He's listening to our confession. Guess what? As he is, so are you in this world. So when people come to you and talk about all that crazy, they need a savior. They need a salvation. They need somebody who's going to get their, their case to the high courts of heaven. They need somebody who's going to plead for them. They need a high priest. That's going to listen to their confession and take their confessions to God. So as he is, so are you. That's why God told you to go out and witness the people. Because when they accept Jesus, guess what? You take that as a high priest. And you offer it as a sacrifice to God. That's why you got to go out and talk to people about Jesus. You have the potential to get that, that, that yoke off their neck to take that noose away before they trip and hang themselves. All you got to do is listen. When people start telling you about all the mess that they're in and all the stuff, some people laugh about it, and they tell you, but they, yet they tell you, they're confessing. Some people cry when they're confessing. Some people brag about what they're doing. It's still a confession. So what do you do as high priests with their confession? The friends that God sent to you, when they start telling you about how they've been living, how they've been kicking it, how they've been doing it, they're confessing. As high priest, what do you do with that confession? You're supposed to take it to the throne room and begin to intercede and pray about it. As he is, so are you in this world. All right, there's a lot I can get into that, but I'm going to keep going. 
So as he is, so are you in this world. That's why he said you must be holy. Now this scripture right here ought to ring loud in your ears. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. I beseech you, Paul said, I'm begging you therefore, brother, because of this holiness that you've got, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is the most reasonable thing you can do. This is the most reasonable. Since God has done so much for you and through you, this is the most reasonable thing that you can do. Let me speed up a little bit because I've got a lot more to give you, okay? And be not conformed to this world. Don't act like this world is acting. Don't adopt their lifestyle. We were talking to, I was a, uh, when I was talking to the youth this morning, I was telling them about a time when uh, we read a book and I was a youth pastor that they did this experiment on a guy. They took some bifocals or some blindfocals, some kind of thing, they put them on his eyes. And what it did, it turned everything upside down. So he was, for, it took him a couple of days just to get his equilibrium right, to get his focus right, because he was falling and he was getting dizzy, getting nauseated and all that stuff. But finally, he began to try to walk straight. Then he could learn how to pull drinks. He could, do, he could do things. I mean, he got to the point living right, upside down. And then what they did was they took the glasses off, to whatever thing, the contraption, they took it off of it. And now he can see right, but everything was just, it went back to what, it was just confusing to him, even though he was seeing straight. The world has duped us. They have called us to look at things upside down. In doing so, we don't understand the holiness of God anymore. We don't respect the things of God anymore. We could, live, we could be out there in a club uh, all night, Saturday night, come in with our same clothes on and sing it and come up here in this pulpit and do the same thing. I believe there's a short circuit that takes place in heaven when that happens. I believe there's a disconnect. There's no way you can flow out there and flow up here the same way. There's no way you can get filthy out there and come in here and be clean. I believe there's a standard. I can't, I can't come in here on a Sunday and stand before you if I've been sleeping around all night Saturday. I can't preach to you one thing and do another because it's going to put God in a position where he's going to have to judge me. Because he cannot continue to promote me and I'm doing my own thing. You hear me? If you're going to walk with God, you can't do your own thing. Let me keep going. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You've got to think differently. You can't think that same old way you used to think. That you may prove what is the good and acceptable and that perfect will of God. You know when I told you about that little caterpillar? And that's where we get that word metamorpho from that word transform. It simply means that you've been, you've been changed. And you can go outside this summer. Uh, you may can see them change, uh, these butterflies, these little centipede or caterpillar thing. They be, that's all they do. Back go up. That's all they do. And I know the potential inside this thing has to be screaming so loud. You're more than this. You're down here with the ants. You're down here with all this stuff. You've got to crawl over all this crap. 
you got to go through all this. You're in the mud. You're doing anything. And at some point in that caterpillar's life, he realized, I'm more. I'm better. And he finds him a branch. He crawls up on that tree. And he finally works his way out to that branch. And I know then he can look down and see everything. And he decides to go into this cocoon. So he spins this cocoon around him. In other words, I'm not going to let nothing bother me. I'm not going to let nobody get to me. I'm going to go in my own little world. I'm going to get myself ready because when he get through with me, I'm going to come forth as something different. And so he begins to, I mean, just, just spins his way up and, and cocoons himself. And he stays there. And when the time is right, he busts open that cocoon and he comes out totally different. And not only different, not only is the character, his nature, his look, everything is different. And then from crawling around with all those little things, now he just looks at them. Like, that's you. That's what God's saying about you. When you wrap yourself into this word, and you allow this word to do its work in you, when you finally come forward, you're going to come forward as pure gold. You'll be able to do some things that you never, never thought about. People never thought, they'll look at you and say, you're not the same. There's some people that look at you now and say, you hadn't changed a bit. But they looking old. They looking rusted. I'm, I'm sorry. It's almost like your youth has been renewed like the eagles, and they're older than you, but y'all went to school together. Y'all grew up together. It's, it's not so much that you, you hate it for them, but you're glad for you that you that you've got a hold of God. Now you gotta get them a hold of God because He can redeem the time for them. If He did it for you, he, I'm gonna leave that alone. Mm-hmm. That you may prove what is good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Walking in holiness helps you to prove what's right. All right? There's some of you that, that don't understand it, but there's some things that goes on in life. And by me being in business and understanding business, I understand that there are people who just, they just, they just like me. They want to see me succeed. I'm going to tell you the truth. They ask me, what am I doing? Uh, Pastor King, what you doing? What you doing? You know what? I, it's my walk. I'm not bragging because I'm putting the pressure on him. I'm walking with him. Now, y'all might look at me like I'm crazy. And that's okay if you do. I don't mind because I know I'm not crazy. I know what I'm doing is working. So why dare, why would I dare mess this up? Trying to do like you do. Trying to get away with what you get away with. I don't even want to. My relationship with him is so tight. I don't, I don't want you to, uh-uh. I don't want you to mess this up. My prosperity, my health, my healing, everything I want is tied into my walk with him. Your prosperity may be tied up in your walk, in your holiness, in the way you live it. You could be that close, but because you're trying to hide from God, now how are you going to hide from him? How are you going to hide your ways from him? If you go to the pit of hell, he's there. If you go to the heights of the heavens, he's there. In other words, there's nothing can go on without him knowing about it. Just because you hide it from you or from somebody else, that does not mean it's hid from God. 
your blessing, your prosperity, your next hookup, your next hang-up could be tied up in your holiness. Holiness is important for your prosperity. Watch this. Let me show you this. Leviticus chapter 45, I mean chapter 11, verse 45 from the King James. For I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. You shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. Before God could establish a covenant with his people, he ordered them to be separated from, from impurities, to make themselves sanctified, which is holy, to God. God said, when I brought them up out of Egypt, how many of you have came up out of Egypt? Egypt means bondage, just to help you out. Egypt means the bills. It means depression. It means poverty. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. God says that, for I am the Lord that bringing you up out of poverty, up out of your situation, to be your God. I brought you out of bondage. I brought you from Owen Dillers and Goldsmith and, and all those, Bank of America, and, and what's in your wallet. I know you owe them a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to get them out your pocket, okay? All right? Capital One, all right? They didn't tell you how much they were going to hit you with interest rates and that they were going to adjust and change when you got deep in debt. Mm-hmm. You need to get delivered from that, and the only somebody can deliver that is God. God said, I brought you out of that so that you can serve me. Okay? Now, watch this. I'm going to show you this. Give me the next scripture. There you go. Everything about you should be holy. Everything about you should be holy. Romans chapter 11, verse 16, King James Version. For if the first fruit be holy, then the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. That's too deep for you, right? You know what? If I give you, if I allow you to go use my truck, and you take my truck somewhere you shouldn't be, you're going to get in trouble. Because my truck is holy. You don't understand the concept that God says. Whenever he touches something, it becomes his. Moses, take the shoes off your feet because this is holy ground. Don't touch this ark of the covenant because this is holy. Anything you touch becomes holy. When I give you my money and you go buy something crazy, no, thank you, God bless your heart. She held her hand out for my money. I say, when? I, I didn't say I was going to do it now. So when I give you, if I loan you or give you my money, and you take my money and you go buy some dope with, you're in some serious trouble. I warn people when I give them my money. I said, look, this money is holy. Why? Because he told me. If the lump is holy, then everything I got is holy. Don't play with my money. There's some people who thought they were getting over on me. Because I had such a good heart. I blessed them. And they started doing some stuff that they didn't supposed to do with what I had blessed them with. And they called me back up. Can you help me out? Help you out? No, sir. You took something holy and used it for unholy things. And this thing brought a curse into your life. Don't do that. 
You don't understand who you are. You need to talk to people. Can you loan me some money? Well, if I loan you some money, this money is holy. You tell me you want my money so that you can go pay your bills, you take my money and go buy some drugs with it, that's going to be the worst high you ever had. If, if you can take the blessings that way, what about the curse? Oh, take, yeah, Pastor, come lay your hands on me, and I know I'm going to be blessed. Let me, take that, let, me just, let me walk in your shadow because I know I'm going to be blessed. Well, guess what? If you're, gonna, if you're not going to live right, then that blessing is going to get sour on you. you got to begin to know who you are and begin to walk in this so that you can feel it. If you don't sense it, if you don't understand it, it's not going to even matter to you. You're just, you're just religious. You're just coming to church. I'm telling you how to, how to get an atmosphere about yourself, a feeling about yourself, so you can expect divine favor, that you can expect prosperity, that you can expect all these things to come to your life. The reason why it ain't happening is because you ain't sensing it. You're not feeling it. You're not believing it. You believe a curse is going to come in a minute. But why is it that you can't believe because I'm walking with God, these blessings are going to overtake my life? Some of y'all can't handle the blessing because you won't walk upright. The blessings want to overtake you. They're designed to overtake you. It's not just me because I'm preaching the word. It's that I walk with God. There are other preachers who are preaching the same word, but their walk is not there and their blessings are not there. I'm opening myself, I'm filleting myself to you today so that you can really get this thing is real, it's tangible. Sometimes we don't see God and we don't believe in God, but God sent a man like me alone to show you my life so that you can understand what he's like. He has no respect to persons. It wasn't always like that with me. I wasn't living all the way right, and my blessing was showing it. I was hiding my car like some of y'all was hiding y'all. Drive your car to work. It says you, but you didn't know when you were filling out that application what they want all that information for. You didn't understand where you work at, what place you sit, where your relatives live at. And you just gave them all that information. Why do they need that information? So if you don't pay them, they know where to find your car. You didn't understand that. Some of y'all in here, it's been so long since you had a bill collector to call you, you don't even know how to handle it. Walk in blessing. Some of y'all, they calling you every day. You won't even answer the phone no more. Your lifestyle and holiness goes along with how you're living. You cannot separate the two. If you walk in alignment with God, he said, I will perfect everything that concerns you. If it concerns you, it concerns God. And God said, I'm not the type of God who's going to see you going down and not do something. It's on you, baby. Stop waiting on God to do something. God said, no, we're co-laborers together. You do your part. Why? Because I've already done mine. I've already seated you with me in heavenly places. You already there. Why don't you act like it? As I am, so are you. Why don't you act like it? Why don't you act like you're holy? Well, I don't see nothing wrong with it. Really? You don't see nothing wrong with it. The end's not meeting. How if you stay in a relationship? How if you stay committed to something? It could be your walk with God. It could be your holiness. The way you live it. And I know it's not easy. 
I told them when I started, I got ready to start teaching, I said, the deeper I get into it, the less people are going to probably come. But so be it. You can run away if you want to. God's still going to bless. He's going to bless his house because this is his house. I am not crazy enough to make this my house. Ha! You crazy? Trying to pay this note? Uh-uh. No way. This is God. And I'm going to preach it to you. You know why? Because you God people. You're not mine. <laughs> That's why I can't get mad at you. Sometimes I want to, but I know I remind myself who they belong to you. Mm-hmm. All right. So, in other words, you're not feeding the root. The root is actually feeding you. It's not so much as you helping God. It's more that God's helping you to succeed. So if, if I can get you to be holy, then guess what? The branches are also holy. What you put your money to will affect it. That's why God wants you to be able to bless people. It's a branch, engrafted. You know, are you missing this? Let people know who you are. Help them to understand what's going on. I'm blessing you because I've been a blessing. That's a guy, uh, but not tell you. Then you're going to know who I'm talking about. And then you're going to go back and talk to him. And you're going to look crazy when you see him. So I can't tell you. All right. Can't tell you. I want you to know that this thing is so true that we need to get it together. It's on us. All right, watch this. Let's get it together. Because 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our bodies or our spirits. Remember, I told you there's something that can defile our bodies. There's something that can defile our spirits. Some things are spiritual. Some things are carnal. When you go out drinking, when you out commit adultery and fornication, that stuff defiles your body. Okay? It, it, can, it can get, you can get all kinds of stuff going on in your body. Okay? But there are some things that defile your spirit. Bitterness. Hatred. Unforgiveness. God said, if you don't forgive others, I can't forgive you. Why? Because as I am, you represent me. And you're saying to people that I don't forgive. Some of y'all blessings are tied up in your unforgiveness. Let people go so that your blessings can flow. Amen? I believe one thing that's really going to help us in these last days to do what we want to do is people who are free enough to live in holiness. Because there's nothing that was, God will stop from flowing your way. Your prosperity line up, your marriage going to get it together. I believe in God now. My children are going to be all right. Amen. Amen. And I know we're living in these days where the Bible talks about the rebellions of children. But I believe my children are going to be all right. Why? Because they concern me. You hear me? You don't hear me, do you? Mm. And I ain't the only one here. All y'all, some of y'all, I got some teenagers, y'all the same way. Quit playing. Looking at me like it's just me. You got some children, some grandchildren. You got somebody you believe in God for. And this generation is putting pressure on them all. You better walk with line with God so God can perfect those things that concern you. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to stop tripping. I'm, I'm about to get mad. Let me come back down. All right. I want you guys to understand God is real. Okay? And he said he's going to do it. 
What we got to do is learn how to get out of the way and just walk with him. And he's going to perfect everything that concerns you. Keep your faith. Keep holding on. Some kind of way he's going to do it. I don't know how. His ways are so much farther than my ways. His thoughts are so much exceed my thoughts. I don't know how he's going to perfect your marriage. I don't know how he's going to do this. I don't know how he's going to take care of your children. I don't know how he's going to get you out the poor house. But he can do it. If he can take one of us to the White House, he can get you out the poor house. Let us work towards complete holiness because we fear God. And this is the last scripture I'm going to give you because the choice is yours. Revelation chapter 10, verse 12. I should not give you this, but I'm going to give it to you because it's in Revelation, and that's a book that they told us not to read. It's too scary to read. But I'm going to tell you this. This is what God says in Revelation chapter 22, verse 10 through 12. Then he instructed me, John talking, don't seal up the prophetic words in this book. All the other words are hard to understand. He sealed it up so the time frame coming, then you understand it. He said, but don't seal up the words in this book. What I'm telling you now, don't seal it up because I want them to really be plain on understanding it. So this is what he wants you to understand. For the time is near. Let the one who is doing harm continue to do harm. God mm-hmm. said, I'm, I'm tired of begging you about this. I'm tired of showing you how wrong you are. All right? Let the one who is vile continue to be vile. Let the one who is righteous continue to be live righteous. Let the one who is holy continue to be holy. He says, look, look out. I'm coming soon. Bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds. God said, the choice is yours. You got enough of my word. You know my will. I'm not begging. I'm not pleading with you no more. You want to be corrupt? Then keep being corrupt. You don't want to trust me? Then don't trust me. You still want to run the streets? Then run the streets. I'm not arguing with you no more. The time is too short, thus said the Lord, for me to be talking and concerned with you and the way you're living. You're either going to get it right or you're going to get left. Bow your head. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.